Milo Vonnen, welcome and well met. Thanks for joining me for this episode of 10CBF, a podcast for blended families. I'm your host and resident Tolkien nerd, Joel W. Hallbaker, and I'm excited and honored that you've chosen to join me today. I hope that you are looking forward to learning, laughing, and being encouraged about your blended family. Milo Vaughn and everybody, welcome back to another episode of 10CBF, the podcast for blended families. I'm really excited to speak today with Mike and Kim Anderson. They were kind enough to be part of the 10CBF online conference we did this past summer. They've been a huge help to me in uh, getting started working with blended families and just um, Anyway, let me read you their bio, and then we'll talk with them, and you'll realize why they're awesome. So uh, Mike and Kim Anderson have been coaching and supporting step couples for almost two decades, and they host a weekly podcast called The Blended Family Coaching Show. Mike grew up in a challenging step family dynamics. When Mike and Kim were married in 2001, they formed their own step family. Mike and Kim have experienced the joys of blending as well as deep valleys of pain and struggle. They're passionate about helping step couples to experience breakthroughs, overcome challenges, and thrive in their unique blended family dynamics. They reside in the Pacific Northwest and are grateful for their three beautiful children, Annika, Phoebe, and Jacob. Uh, Mike and Kim, thank you so much again for uh, doing this with me. I'm pumped to be speaking with you guys again and uh, just very excited about interviewing you on the show today. Well, thanks for having us, Joel. Yes, We're happy I'm excited to be here Good. So I'm excited for a couple of reasons. One is because I'm looking forward to chatting with you guys, but two, I already knew how to pronounce your last name, and so I didn't <laughs> mispronounce it like I've done with two other guests and had to go back and re-record those things. I get into the middle of the interview or the bio, I get one sentence in, and I go, "This is so and so." Oh, I don't know your last name, and then I have to. <laughs> Anderson, Ours is pretty I got. Simple. Ours yeah, is easy. Right. Yeah. Mike and Kim Anderson are pretty common. Right. Yeah. Well, you'd think with a name like Hallbaker, I would know. Check about the last name, but you'd be, you'd be incorrect if you thought that I had learned that because uh, I'm not that bright. So, what I like to start everybody off with to help them get to know you is simply to ask the question uh, or, or get you guys to tell me a bit of a summary of your blended exp uh, blended family experience, whether it's personal professional or both so that our, our listeners know where you're coming from and uh, you know why they should listen to you I guess sure yeah, yeah. Like well well I'll start out with that because uh, I have never not lived in a blended family <laughs> I was born into a blended family mom had two kids in the 60s their dad left mom met my dad they got married they had me and then when I was a year old my mom passed away Oh. And, uh, and my dad remarried when I was about seven, and my stepmom brought two kids of her own. Wow. Uh, so my dad, at that point, essentially had four stepkids plus me. Um, and actually, since then, uh, about 12 years ago, my stepmom passed away. Mm. And then my dad is now remarried again, and mm -hmm. his new wife has three kids. And so now he has seven <laughs> stepkids plus me. <laughs> so wow. I, I've always experienced that. It's pretty crazy. And then, yeah. like you just read in our, in our bio, um, that in tw 2001, Kim and I were married, and Kim had a daughter who was five at the time, in mm -hmm. Annika, and we formed our own step family. And it was, uh, it, it's been a challenging uh, uh, time, and, and we've learned a lot, mm -hmm. and, uh, and we just want to, we just want to help people. I was very naive going in. I really thought it was going to be easy, no big deal. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's naive. I think, I think that's entirely normal. Does, isn't that how it's supposed to be? You get married and happily ever after? And what's the problem? Yeah. 
Yeah. Not. For me, it was a second chance at Happily Ever After. And yeah. Mike and my daughter, Anna, got along great. And we were co-parenting well with my ex-husband. And things seemed really simple. At the time. At the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is our personal journey really started our professional journey as well. Mm -hmm. So the weekend right before our wedding, um, Ron Deal came to our local area, and Ron Deal is one of our country's leading experts. Yeah. Right? Amen. Yeah, His name has come up in literally every episode I've done so I'm far. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Right? Well, Ron came to our, our local town. community, and it was the weekend before our wedding, and we were planning all kinds of things, and I just said, Kim, we're going. Yeah, he insisted. Yeah, because I grew up in a lot of pain, and mm. I was afraid. I didn't want to repeat that pain, and I said, man, I'm, I'm jumping on this. So we did We did a two-day seminar with him nice. the weekend right before our, our wedding. We had nothing else. Wow. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, there's, I mean, is it was it busy before you get married? Is that a thing? I don't yeah, right. It's probably the best thing we've ever done for, yeah. our, for our marriage and our family because, I mean, it blew my mind. Mm -hmm. I just could not fathom what we were walking into, and it was really eye-opening for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was meaningful for Mike, too, because it explained a lot of what happened in his family growing right. up. Didn't it didn't he? excuse it, but it right. And yeah. gave them some new insight. And yeah. so right out of the gate, we finished that workshop and we both looked at each other and said, we need to keep learning. And, <laughs> and so we started a support group at our church mm. using Ron's um, materials, his curriculum, and we led that for 15 years. Yeah, wow. People coming, flowing through, and uh, we, we did it. The first five years, it was, you know, consistent. And then after that, it was about an annual thing. And we would just mm -hmm. get a group, a cohort, and go through it. Just keep learning. And we and learned learning. so much from other couples. And right. And, oh, it was yeah. great. Mm. Yeah. And then. And then about yeah. five years ago, um, I became a life coach, got certified and all that. We've done tons of research. And, and, and that was really when we started our journey and said, I think we can go out and begin really seriously coaching, which is different than supporting and facilitating mm -hmm. um, groups. Um, but we're, we've been doing that now for a little over five years and yeah. we've been really blessed by being able to help yeah. others and, and use the lessons and the challenges we've, we've experienced to just pay it forward and, and help people avoid some of those pitfalls. Yeah, we can help other people navigate through some of the same challenges we did we can right. help do it better than we did. That's a win. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing for us. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's really interesting. A lot of the different guests that I've spoken with, um, it seems like one common thread is that one of the major motivations for helping blended families is because you come from one, yeah. and so you have a desire to try to. And I, I love what you said about paying it forward. Um, also, just as a slight side note, and I promise Ron Deal's not paying me to say these things. Before my wife and I got married, actually, we read his book, Smart Step Family, with our pastor as part of our premarital counseling. So, uh, yeah, I, again, I, we, I recommend his stuff. I recommend his show all the time. Um, and uh, yeah, so if you, any of our listeners, if you haven't looked into it, definitely check out his material, check out his podcast. He interviews some pretty awesome people and they share lots of great things. Um, if you can watch some of his live events, I know they've done a couple of uh, virtual events in the past year. Those have yep. been really great as well. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely check those out. Um, yeah. 
Ron and his team are phenomenal. Yeah, they really got us started on a good path. Yeah, right. Well, I, and I wanted to ask you this, Kim, um, because you mentioned that you were kind of naive coming in, and you mentioned that that weekend in particular was very eye-opening. I think that's true for about a hundred percent of people that go into blended family life. Roughly yeah. speaking, could be could be ninety-eight, could be hundred and four. I don't yeah. know, right? But it's one of those situations where you don't know what you don't know. It's like the first day when you start a class in college and you don't even know what the class is about, and the teacher starts explaining, "Okay, here's the subject matter we're going to be covering," and you're going. I didn't even know that was a, that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. You so, don't know what you don't know, and you can make a lot of easy wrong turns right. if you're not aware yeah. of, of how to navigate the dynamics and all the challenges that you're just kind of bombarded with. Right. I think part of the challenge that comes with that, though, Joel, is that often we're jumping into blended family life um, because the, we've already experienced a different family life. Mm -hmm. A first family, we've experienced right. a divorce, we've experienced maybe a death. Mm -hmm. And many of us come in with this lesson, we think that, well, <laughs> I know what not to do. Mm -hmm. And so that means everything should be fine because I just won't do that. Yeah. That's right. But yeah, of course. Knowing, knowing a little bit about what not to do doesn't mean that you know what to do. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. yeah, I think that's really well said. You think of the idea of someone trying to drive a car. There's a million ways to do it wrong. Just because yeah. you've got three of them doesn't mean you learn right the right The analogy I was just going to say is like we know, uh, you know, not to drive the car too far once the dummy lights come on. <laughs> that, that doesn't mean I can go and, and teach auto shop. Yeah. Like those are two different yeah. things. Yeah. Oh, that's a yes. That's an even better way to put it. You're exactly right. And yeah. And so what I was going to ask for this follow-up uh, for either one or both of you, what did you, what is it that you remember that was really, is there anything specific that was so eye-opening where you just thought, oh my goodness, I never would have even thought of that. And also, I just realized I mispronounced your daughter's name, Kim. I said Annika. It's Annika. That's good to know. Oh, that's, that's okay. She gets that all the time. So I, at least it wasn't a last name this time. I mispronounced the first name. That's good. That's <laughs> um, but was oh, there, was there anything specific about that that really you just went, oh my good, and you still kind of remember that? Um, well... Early on, there were lots of things that <laughs> were kind of like, oh, wow, we're going to have to deal with that and that. But later on, we heard about this uh, dynamic of the stuck insider, stuck outsider from mm. the paper now. Uh, the stuck insider being the bio parent, trying mm -hmm. to make everyone happy, trying to take care of their kids and partner with their spouse and being kind of feeling like that tug of war um, going on. And then the step step parent being the stuck outsider um kind of excluded from parenting decisions and you know not part of the culture yet and feeling kind of left out a lot of the time and when we discovered that when we read that um in patricia papernell's book we both looked at each other and went that's what we've been experiencing for 10 years <laughs> and we couldn't figure out how to navigate that because we were both hurting because one of us was stuck on the inside, the other one was stuck on the outside, and mm. it was really difficult um, to make parenting decisions and to parent my daughter mm. while we were both in these polarized places. Right. So that was a big aha moment for us oh, yeah. when we okay. learned that concept. That was huge. Yep. And can you say the name of that book one more time? Uh, Patricia Papernow's book is called Surviving and Thriving in Step Family Life. Okay, I'll make sure I put that in the show notes. 
it's very clinical. I don't okay. know if I would recommend it for families to read, mm -hmm. but for helpers to read, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll definitely put that in there. Yeah, we're we're really grateful for her research and her her uh, book. Okay. But almost every couple we coached has experienced that. We call it the stranded stranger on the mm. outside. Okay. And the trapped teammate on the inside. That's what we call it. And every couple we've ever met that's um, in a blended family dynamic has experienced that to a certain degree. Yeah. Okay. So that was All a right. big aha for us. Yeah, that sounds. <laughs> I would believe it. Okay. Um, excellent. So the next question is this one. What is the biggest blended family challenge that you guys have faced and how have you overcome or addressed that? And you guys can't see it, but Mike's chuckling right now and nodding his head. So this is probably, this is not one they had to think about very much. How long do you have for us, Joy? I mean, you guys said you had a free evening, so. I yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're on as long as we want. That's right. Um, yeah, we talked about this a little bit, and uh, it's almost hard to choose sometimes, but uh, it's, it's a bit related to what Kim was just talking about in that stranded stranger trapped teammate dynamic, and it's what we call learning to become effective parenting partners. Mm -hmm. That's a big feat. Yes. <laughs> Very that's, difficult. That's really challenging. Mm -hmm. In fact, the biggest fight we've ever had ended a vacation we were throwing things in the van and we had a six hour drive in silence home kids didn't know what in the heck was going on oh man it was all centered around parenting and okay. our challenges of getting on the same page around parenting mm. because ultimately we've got two um two different cultures that we're merging mm -hmm. right uh, I believed I knew what, what we needed to do when it came to parenting, especially <laughs> when it came to Annika. Kim had already established routines and traditions and parenting styles and all of that kind of stuff. And our cultures were clashing big mm -hmm. time. And, uh, and it, was, it was probably our biggest, it was definitely our biggest fight ever. In fact, we almost uh, divorced shortly yeah. after that. We were yeah. very close. And it was all centered around parenting and this feeling of me being stranded on the outside and Kim being trapped in the middle. And we couldn't figure out how to get out of this crazy cycle. And how to make decisions together and then stick to those decisions. Yeah. And that was that trip was kind of the, the last straw there. It yeah. had been an accumulation of right lots and lots of disagreements and struggles around parenting and we have two mutual children together as well right so that you know that's a whole nother level of parenting <laughs> right but and then you know my daughter is going to her dad's house where they're parenting differently over there as yeah. well yeah. So just so many challenges around parenting decisions yeah okay and definitely one of our biggest challenges mm -hmm. so what are some what are some so i guarantee there are people who are listening to this going amen good grief <laughs> <laughs> you know just because i've heard that from multiple people i actually had a conversation with a guy today who um that's the biggest issue he's having in his blended family right now is he and his wife are struggling with parenting philosophy disagreements and parenting specific disagreements and, and again i guarantee there are people listening to this who are going yes okay so tell us how to fix that so yeah. uh, and I know it's it's hard to say. Here's how you fix it if you don't know the specific issues. But what are you know what might be some guidelines or principles or how did you guys kind of deal with those things? 
That's a good question. You know, the principle for us that that's number one, and we found it in our marriage, but we also find it as we continue to coach other couples, is understanding how to uh, clarify and prioritize our values. Mm-hmm. Not get so much stuck on our differences, our differences in styles or what we think, you know, parenting styles or what we think the rules should be around this specific thing and roll out the giant scroll that, you know, goes across the floor of all the house rules we want to lay out. Right. But how can Mm -hmm. we begin to categorize those under uh, what we really believe in our strong values? Mm. And it's, what's interesting is, you know, the commonality between the two of us as a couple when it comes to values often isn't that much different yeah. than other couples across other households right. that say, you know, respect is really important to us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Part of the reason that comes to mind first for most of them is because they're experiencing a lot of disrespect, disrespect. in the home, mm-hmm. not only from the kids and stepkids, but between each other actually. Yeah. Right. Um, or responsibility or on. where does faith fit into mm-hmm. family values? How does all that work? And how do we begin to point out the common foundations that we both really believe in? Why did we get together in the first place? Mm-hmm. Right. And begin to then clarify it and prioritize it. Mm-hmm. And once, once we actually get that down on paper, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden we're working as a team. We're becoming the parenting partners we really want to become as opposed to just fighting for what I think in the moment is what we should do or not do. Yeah, instead of competing and getting into these power struggles, we're actually (laughs) sitting down and having a conversation. Who do we want to become as a family? Mm -hmm. What direction do we want to lead the kids? What are the values and the character traits and the life skills that are most important to us? And then not getting overwhelmed. Yeah, right. most important prioritizing and yeah. and starting at the top and just being very strategic in how mm. you lead your family rather than just winging it yeah that's, right that's what we see a lot of couples doing winging it or avoiding the issues altogether yeah. that's and i think that's like kind of principle like a really close runner up if if you're avoiding don't avoid yeah we, we've got to learn to communicate and have conversations with each other but avoiding uh, doesn't solve the problem. Sometimes seems like avoidance is a good strategy because you know if you talk about it, there's going to be conflict. So let's not talk about it. So we won't have <laughs> right. conflict. But right. things always get worse when we avoid it. It, yeah. it right. just it ends up becoming even a bigger conflict or a bigger problem, right. and nothing gets solved. Right. Until hypothetically, it ends a vacation. Okay. So we've got to learn how to do conflict well, how to communicate yeah. and stay connected even when we don't agree and yeah. work through these issues rather than shut down yeah. and avoid it because that is, it doesn't help. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I'm, one of the things I do is as we're going through each interview, what I try to do is, is pick out something that the guests say that becomes kind of the, um, the, the title for the interview, you guys are making it really hard because there's so many great things that you've already put in there. It's like, oh, I'm going I'm to fill up my three by five card here way before we're done. Um, yeah. There's another side to the card. You That's true. You know, you're, you're very smart. There is a second side. I hadn't thought about that. That's true. Um, 
All right. So the next question is this, I, you know, we always start with difficult things. What's the best blended family experience or memory that you guys have? Cause I love to share those two. It's easy, easy to find hard, painful, difficult examples, but I also want to share some of the joy. So what are some of the, what are, you know, what best blended family experience or memory you have? I love you're asking that, Joel, because we've uh, got to celebrate the wins. We do. It's uh, so important. And it doesn't matter how big or small those wins are. We've got to learn to celebrate it, to keep, to hold on to that word that you just used, which is joy. And mm -hmm. hope. Yeah. Every win counts. Yeah. What's What's your best experience, honey? Well, there was a, a very <laughs> peaceful, lovely season in our blended family journey um, when Annika was around seven and a half. And we had our first mutual child, Phoebe, mm -hmm. and we were co-parenting very well with my ex, mm -hmm. which hasn't always been the case, but at that point we were. And it was just a sweet season. There wasn't a lot of stress, and Annika was so excited about having a new sibling, and she was all in and mm -hmm. involved, and it was just, and it was fun to see Mike as a, as a dad, as a bio dad, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. for the first time, and it was just a really sweet season. And mm -hmm. then, you know, when our, our son Jacob was born, similar. I mean, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, it so, was the calm before the storm. It was the calm before the storm. <laughs> right, go, the, yeah. The deep go, breath before the plunge that Tolkien said. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. We a difficult season with my ex of parental alienation mm. years later. Yeah. So this was definitely a lovely, calm yeah. season that I just... Yeah, I would have loved to have stayed in that place. <laughs> yeah, Kim enjoyed that season. <laughs> when you asked that question, I, I, I kind of thought of, of a, for me, um, of, of a really simple moment. Mm -hmm. And it was actually, uh, I think it was sometime last year. Um, Annika now is 25 years old. She lives on the other side of the state of Washington. Um, we don't get to see her as often as we would like. But last year, at some point, she came for a visit, mm -hmm. and she I was sitting on the couch. She just came in the door. She came over. She plopped herself down on the couch and put her little head on my shoulder and just mm -hmm. snuggled right into me and was like, how are you doing? And I thought, wow, how mm -hmm. incredible of a yeah. man. This 20, at that time, 24-year-old mm -hmm. stepdaughter is one, she knows this is her home, so she doesn't knock, she That's just right. knocks in the door and yep. she needs to be able to do that. Yep. And she sits, the first thing she does is sit down next to stepdad, snuggle in, ask how you're doing, and just sits there and snuggles with me for a while. And I thought, all the heartache, all the arguing, <laughs> yeah. all the work, all of it was worth it just mm. to have that one yeah. moment. And what a blessing that was. So. Praise God for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that moment was the result of a lot of hard work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it's, any, so it's so worth it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, anyone who looks at Ron Deal's stuff will know he talks a lot about it's going to take time for your family to properly blend. And, right. and I know you guys do too. talk about the importance of a long term perspective, because like you just said, that the struggles that you're going through they will have some payoff in the end if you will stick with it, if you will continue to do the right thing. And uh, so all of you guys who are listening, like make sure you make sure you hold on to that in the hard moments that one day it will pay off. And that's not, I mean, that's not different from any parent. It like, it's at a blended or, you know, bio step doesn't matter. Like we're all holding on to the long term because 
I don't know any parent who's gone through the teenage years who hasn't wanted to throttle their child at some point. Yeah. 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 Uh, one of the, one of the things we challenge couples with in, uh, we've got a, a, one of our courses is called step families that make it. And it's all focused on those priorities, mm -hmm. clarifying and prioritizing our mm -hmm. family values. Like that's what the whole course is about. And in the very first lesson, one of the things that we ask people to do is imagine that it's 10 or maybe even 15 years down the road from right now. You're having a family barbecue. Everybody's there. All the bio kids, all the step kids, <laughs> everybody's there. And all of a sudden, a question gets asked of one of the kids that says, hey, what was it like growing up in your home? Someone asked the kids that. What is it you want to hear from your kids in that moment? you can identify that you can clarify it you can really picture that moment um, what do you want to hear start writing that down and that's going to be a strong indicator of what your values are what the life skills are you want to teach your kids what the character traits are you want them to have and the type of climate that you want to create in your home yeah, your environment and then you set about going and yeah. doing that we call them your desired destinations. Yeah, that's your where desired you destination. Where yeah. do you want to end up as a family? Because mm -hmm. that will direct the path you take now. That will yeah. direct your trajectory along the way. So you've got to keep that long-term picture in mind and then and keep working for it and be mm -hmm. intentional about it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that is a question that hits home in a hurry. Um, <laughs> That's, that is not an easy thing, but I think that's such a, I appreciate you guys sharing that. That's such a wonderful example of an exercise to do that can have profound impact on everything else. Because as you said, once you, once you start to clarify that, once you start to really, okay, well, if we want our kids to say, you know, it, we had a, it was a loving home and mom and dad taught us respect or mom and stepdad or, uh, you know, stepdad and, and mom or whatever it is like, okay, so how do you start doing that? How do you start and I, I love that. I just, I think that's wonderful. That's also one of those things where it's like, I, I'm not sure I'd want to know the answer to that question yeah. as <laughs> you are right now. Exactly. Yeah. So, but if you don't talk about it now, you're going to maybe end up somewhere you don't want to be. Yeah. We don't want that. You're playing families. the long game. Yeah. You're playing, playing the long game. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Stop and think about those things and then set a course for how you're going to get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's, it's a great process. I mean, it's something that first families do. Yeah. But they have a long, long time to do it. Right. Step families are thrown in together and we're trying to figure out how we're leading our family and what's important and what are we shooting for with these kids. And you're kind of sometimes heading in two different directions. I, I'll challenge you on what you just said. Maybe, maybe what you meant was it's something first families should, should do. Should do. Yeah. I don't know that it's just yeah. automatic, but it's something first well, families do. It's something they talk about. about yeah. Right. Yeah. What do we want our kids to be when they grow up, or how do we want them to be, or what do we want them to be the like? Kids yeah. When you're expecting, but right. I've never been in a first family, so I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Well, it's really interesting because I do, I meet a lot of people who are from different types of blended families. And again, that's a, a, a big motivator in wanting to help other ones. But I think that there are, um, I think there are unique experiences to people who grew up in different situations. And that's one that, you know, I was, 
I was in a first family and then my parents split up when I was in middle school and then it became a blended family about a year later with my stepdad coming into the picture. And then I was in a first family as an adult and then I went through divorce. And, and so every, I mean, you know, every step family, every blended family is unique, but there are some commonalities. And, and one of the things that, um, that we've tried to do, I know we've talked about before, is talk about these 10 commandments, right? Because regardless of what your blended family specifically, the, the, the specifics of your family are, I believe these principles apply. And you guys, again, were kind enough to be part of that summit this summer. Um, yeah. so the next question is actually related to those. The question is, uh, which of those 10 commandments of blended families do you see people struggle with the most? And, and what kind of wisdom would you share with them? That's a good question. Yeah, we looked at we looked at them, and the one that I think people struggle the most is the second commandment: mm-hmm. always show respect, mm-hmm. be respectful, calm, and patient with everyone <laughs> involved, even if you're the only one doing it. And you know, calm and patient are two things that are really hard to do when you're in pain. And when there's a lot of tension in the home and when you're struggling to get on the same page and when the kids are struggling emotionally and acting out, it's really difficult to stay calm and patient mm-hmm. day after day. Um, so those two words are definitely mm-hmm. challenging. <laughs> I think the other two words in your commandment there that are challenging are the little words that say with everyone. everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah. you know, often we'll think about exes or, or whatnot, but, but it's with the stepkids and it's mm-hmm. with the bio kids mm-hmm. and it's with each, each other. other. <laughs> um, how yep. can we be calm and patient and respectful um, even when things don't go our way? Yeah. And the big challenge is we kind of jump in and we see, wow, you know, this isn't what I expected. And there's some things that are right here. and um, I need to fix everyone else. Everyone else. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I've got it right. Yes. I've got the answers. <laughs> and so if everyone else will align, then we wouldn't have a problem. So I jump <laughs> yeah. in and I now have an agenda. That's and right. It's hard to be calm and patient when mm-hmm. you have an agenda to fix everyone else, but you aren't willing to look at your part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if you have an agenda and he has a different agenda than yours, but yeah. you both are convinced of the, oh, yeah. you know, accuracy of your own. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. I, I love that you guys said that because I think it goes exactly, uh, really, it dovetails well with what you just talked about. The way that you, or one of the ways you might avoid that is sitting down and talking about what do we want our kids to be like? How do yeah. we want, how do we want things to be in our home and make sure we're on the same page so that right. now y'all, I'm, I'm from Alabama. So instead of you and <laughs> y'all me. together yeah. have an agenda, all y'all, all y'all. that's right. Yeah. Y'all, you, y'all, all y'all. That's right. Yeah. If that's all right. y'all can get on the same page in your that's family. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's, it's really important. If, if we're not um, figuring out how we're going to get agreement and a, and uh, be on the same page, then yes, it's gonna be really challenging to remain respectful to each other. Mm-hmm. And in fact, even before we, like when we, when we get the opportunity to work with couples for, uh, for our coaching program, mm-hmm. uh, even before we get to aligning our, our values, we talk, we teach them a very specific way to connect in conflict. Mm-hmm. Meaning, 
just because we don't see eye to eye right now doesn't mean we have to be disconnected. Mm-hmm. And so that's an area where we, that's the very first area we focus with every couple is how to connect in conflict uh, because you're going to have conflict. Yeah. Right. And in that's fact, in fact, if you want to <laughs> have really important conversations, those conversations are often going to be difficult. Yeah. So let's figure out how we're going to connect in the middle of that disagreement or in that conflict. And then we'll start talking about how do we get on the same page. Yeah. We, so. we spent way too many years stuck in conflict cycles that just mm-hmm. took us nowhere. I mean, yeah. we could never solve anything. We could never move forward because we were just constantly triggering conflict in each other mm-hmm. and, and angry and upset all the time. Mm-hmm. And so we had to learn how to disagree well and how to um, deal with our own emotions even when things weren't going the way we wanted them to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a skill anyone can learn. We can all right. improve how we communicate and how we handle conflict. That's the good news. Yeah. It's a skill <laughs> that means right. better at it's it. Awesome yeah. news. If, if, if anybody's listening and going, well, I'm just not that good at communication. Right. How would I do that? That's Neither not true. That's not <laughs> true. It's a skill that you can learn. Yeah. You need to go and find that uh, that training, that coaching mm-hmm. that works put for in you. The work. And put mm-hmm. in the work. Yeah. yeah, you can get better. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that is that is encouraging news that despite maybe feeling overwhelmed by conflict, you can remain connected through it and you can figure out how to do conflict better. That's something that I know a lot of our listeners and myself can always benefit from. Yeah, um, that's actually one of the things I want to hear from my kids at that barbecue in the future. <laughs> is that you know, my parents modeled how to resolve conflict well. Mm. Yeah, and my parents argued and fought all the time, and we're always yeah. mad at each other. Yeah. I mean, conflict is going to happen in the lives of our children and in their relationships. And if mm-hmm. you can model how to do that well, mm-hmm. that's just an amazing gift for them. Yeah. We yeah. hear that from couples all the time when we jump into that conversation that, well, my parents didn't really know how to right. resolve conflict. Neither I never, I never <laughs> saw my parents resolve yeah. conflict. And so, yeah, we so didn't experience know. that either, but we set about learning the skills yes. to do it well. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's definitely something we'll have to make sure we put links to in terms of your programs and stuff on your website, because I know a lot of our listeners are going, Ooh, conflict resolution. That would be great. (laughs) That's that's something that we could definitely benefit from. So, um, good. Um, so my next question is this, what is the best wisdom advice tip or strategy that you've come across for blended families? What do you guys want to share? Well, we're going to steal it right from Ron Deal. (laughs) Always a good move. I've heard that question asked of him before. And the first thing he always says is go and learn as much as you can about blended family life and what living in a healthy blended family life is like. And and we concur. Read the books, listen to the podcasts, go to the the, workshops. uh, workshops, you know, find a coach, uh, learn as much as you can. Because there's a lot of dynamics that if you've never done any of this kind of learning, you probably don't even realize what's going on underneath the surface. And so it's so important to go and just learn about that. And really, that's kind of, you know, in alignment with your commandment number eight, which is just ask for help. Yes. Like, 
reading a book, reaching out, listening to the podcast, that's, uh, those are all forms of getting help. And that right. follows exactly what you're, you're saying. Like ask for help and get that. Now we, we would add to that as well. And, and <laughs> we think that, um, that one of the number, the number one things we mentioned it earlier that we see with couples that are struggling is that stranded stranger trap teammate dynamic. Learn about that. Learn about that. If you want okay. to say, okay, learning is great, but where do I start? Right. I would go learn about that. In, okay. Uh, on our podcast, uh, a shameless plug for the blended family. Absolutely. Podcast. Please do. On our podcast, you can you can check out episodes 21 through 24. We did a deep dive. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's our term um, is stranded stranger trap teammate. Uh, if you talk about, you know, the stuck insider, stuck outsider, you know, Google those kinds of things around blended family life, you might find other information yeah. about the similar com concept. Um, Every but, couple struggles with it. Yep. To one degree or another, we've never found a couple that hasn't struggled with yeah. that. Yeah. I would also add to not only be a learner, but be willing to have your own mindsets challenged. Mm -hmm. Okay. Don't stay stuck in yeah. your, you know, in expectations that are unrealistic or in unhealthy mindsets of how it has to be or should be. Be willing to open up to new possibilities mm -hmm. and, and grow. Mm -hmm. This is a growth journey. Mm -hmm. And the more you can learn and the more uh, you're willing to do something new, try something new, jump in and take a class, read a book with your spouse, listen to a podcast together, the more you're willing to do that and be open to what you're learning. Because some of the concepts are hard. Some yeah. of these things are counterintuitive. Yeah. Right. And it, it, it's hard work to, to really get your mindset in that healthy place. But be willing. Mm. And the, the more you can do that, the better your outcomes are going to be across the mm. board in your marriage, in your parenting, in that that conversation in the future, <laughs> yep. it's, it's all going to get better the more you put into it. Yeah, when we got married almost 20 years ago, I had all the right answers. Absolutely. Really, I thought I did. <laughs> and now 20 years later, I'm going, man, I still have a lot to learn. Right. Uh, and yeah. so if, you, if you're in that place where you're thinking, I have all the right answers, that's an indicator that you need to have your mindset challenged. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a, a great quote in Mere Christianity where C.S. Lewis says, one of the great ways to find out if you are um, prideful is to ask yourself, do I, like, do I, does it bother me when other people get the accolades, right? Mm -hmm. um, or the other thing is that the first step in realizing how prideful you are is just admitting that you are. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, and so I, I love what you just said about, like, I, I, I thought I had all the right mindsets. I, I know one of the one of the big phrases I learned to stop using very early in my second marriage was, well, listen, when I was married before, oh. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that didn't go well. And, and the thing is like, I, I like to think I'm pretty intelligent. Man, I'm dumb when it comes to yeah. feedback. <laughs> Good heavens yeah. above. Often we have uh, very high, uh, very high, or very high opinions, um, opinions of our own opinions. <laughs> yes, my opinion is excellent. That's exactly right. Yeah, that <laughs> Yeah. So listeners, let me just tell you, don't, don't ever say that. 
Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't ever go well. I don't care if who you are. Any, if there's only one thing you take away from yeah. this podcast, take don't that one. That <laughs> just, I'm just saying it, it may it may stop you from getting killed. It's a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, okay, so listen, we're almost done. Thank you guys so much. Um, two more things. One, sure. what is the best way for our listeners to connect with you and learn more about you guys and your work? And uh, Mike, I absolutely have had to use the entire back of my Three by five card. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Nice. Uh, the best way to connect with is just go to mikeandkimcoaching.com. You okay. can find our podcast there. You can find our, uh, our courses there. You can schedule a free coaching session. Uh, and yeah, mikeandkimcoaching.com. It's pretty simple. Blog articles on there as well. Yeah. Awesome. All kinds of stuff. Okay. Good. I'll make sure that's in the show notes. I will put special links to episodes 21 through 24 of your podcast about the stranded stranger trapped teammate. Because I want to go listen to those. I'll be honest. That sounds very, um, yeah, I can see that. Um, You know, so that looks really good. So here's the last thing. This is, uh, I I always love doing this. This is the lightning round. It's a bunch of goofy questions. And uh, so I'll ask them quickly. You guys answer them quickly. I have very strong opinions about most of them, but I'm not (laughs) going to share them because I've shared them on previous shows. Okay. here we go. Number one, uh, Lord of the Rings, Narnia, or Harry Potter. Which one do you guys go to? Which is, what's your go-to? None of the above. <laughs> For her, it's none of the above. Uh-huh. Uh, I would probably go to Narnia. Okay, excellent. There, for the record, in my world, there's no wrong answer to that question. They're all <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Number two, hot dogs or hamburgers? Ooh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Cheeseburgers. Um, cheeseburgers. Cheeseburger. Yeah, we barbecue here. My son and I almost always have one burger and one dog. So <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yes. That's excellent. I love that's going to be my new answer. That's good. Okay, number three. This is the one I have very strong feelings about. Boneless wings. Are they a real thing or are they just pretentious nuggets? <laughs> there you go. Pretentious nuggets. That's I what I'm talking about. Yeah. If there's no bone, then there was no flying. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Good. Okay, we can keep hanging out. Um, number four, dogs or cats? Yes. We have one of each. <laughs> nice. Okay. Good. Uh, number five, and this is especially because I'm from Alabama, tea, sweet or unsweet? Unsweet. Oh, man. Oh, man. I uh, well, I mean, you got the hot dogs, hamburgers one, and the boneless wings one, so I guess. I, I we visited the South, and we were we were thirsty. Yeah. We Weird. Tea. Yeah, yeah my, so my dad was from Illinois. He was an unsweet tea drinker, and I just I never got that. Like, if you can put sugar in it, why would you not? I don't know. I just I don't know. I don't know. Okay. All right. And then the last one is, um, what's your favorite quote or what, what pops into your mind often or, uh, you know, quote, song, lyric, whatever that you would want to share with people? Oh, my goodness. That's I know, right? Nothing like putting people on the spot with something like that. In line. regards to blended family life or just, no, life just whatever comes to mind. Mine, my go-tos are always Tolkien, C.S. Lewis, or Bono because so, I'm a big U2 fan. I think one that I tend to use quite a bit, which I, I thought it was the founder of the Navigators, but then I mm-hmm. keep seeing it in different places and it says unknown. But mm-hmm. the quote is, thoughts disentangle themselves as they pass through the lips and fingertips. Ooh. And when we think, we keep it all up here in our brain, it stays mm-hmm. a big jumbled mess. But as we verbalize or as we journal, our thoughts begin to disentangle themselves. So that's one of my favorites. I like that. I'm writing that down. That's good stuff. That is um, a good. Mm-hmm. Top that. 
That's right. <laughs> Not that blended family life is a competition or anything, but I dare you try to top that. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. I, can't, I can't think of my favorite Joel, but I have one I've been I've been using a lot lately. I don't know why, but it's stuck with me, and it does pertain to blended family life. And it's this: you can make excuses or you can make progress but you can't make both. Uh, she just topped it. You may have <laughs> I think that where we heard that uh, was from Craig Rochelle. Yeah, I think it was Craig Rochelle. Okay. Yeah. Just, oh. It's so true. Uh, you can it's make excuses, you can make progress, but you can't make both. Uh, so yeah. true. Right. Those are great. Those are fantastic. Happen to be the queen of excuses. So, I don't know Right? You're just identifying with Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I love those. I'm going to make sure that we, uh, we quote both of those as well. Cause I think those are really, I mean, I think those are both very applicable and very encouraging to, uh, to blended families and just people who are struggling. So um, Mike and Kim, as always, you guys have been wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for uh, continuing to uh, just contribute to this 10 CBF ministry. I'm really, really grateful. And I look forward to uh, talk with you guys again in the future, but also listeners, please go and connect with Mike and Kim. Um, check them out on their various social media. Check them out on their website. Um, I enjoy checking out their resources both to learn, but also to just to be encouraged because these are two of the most positive people that you will find. And it's not because everything's always been roses. It's because mm -hmm. they've gone through the difficulty and, um, and they've learned how to come out the other side. So if, if you're in that spot, definitely go check out their stuff please. Mike and Kim, thank you guys again for being on the show. Thank you, Joel. We thank love you what you're us. doing. Yeah. yeah, we're fans. Yeah. Keep, keep, keep it going, Joel. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we'll definitely have to have you guys back on in the future. Thank you again. Thanks, Joel. Bye. As always, I'm honored you took the time to listen to the show, and I pray that God will continue to bless you and your blended family. If you'd like a free copy of my complete blended family toolkit, just send me a message. Also, make sure you go and follow today's guest for more of their information. Remember, in the words of Tolkien, all we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. Be sure to tune in to our next episode of 10CBF, a podcast for blended families. Walk worthy and Godspeed.